This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. There is a chance that the country could soon see the end of something that can hold back workers that decide to switch jobs. The Federal Trade Commission is hearing public comments for about the next couple of days about what to do about non-compete clauses. Those restrict people from joining competing companies or starting their own businesses if they leave their current job. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by Andrew Trusevich. He is a labor and employment attorney and an arbitrator with the American Arbitration Association. He is in the KRLD Zoom room. Andy, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for having me. It's an important issue. Are non-competes out of touch with the real world of employment today? They are absolutely out of touch in today's real world. And um, it is a way for current employers to do accomplish two things. Businesses want to handcuff their current employees, whether they're hairstylists, security guards, people living paycheck to paycheck, uh, handcuff them to their current em- employer. And then because of that, the result is wage suppression. And the FTC, even though I'm not a big fan of government agencies, I support this rule. The FTC has determined that because of non-competes that affect about 30 million Americans, there's $300 billion in wage suppression, meaning they can't go get a better job because of the handcuffs. It's way out of touch. How long has this really been an issue? I mean, we've talked about things like trying to be more transparent about showing your wages, uh, you know, and for people to be able to have access to that. Um, Does this play a role in that conversation? No, that's a great question. And he, to me, it's the little dark, dirty secret that big, big businesses, and I'm a capitalist, so I'm not against businesses. What I am against is this rule, non-competes hurts the average American because um, the average American worker paycheck to paycheck when they apply for a job, they just click, 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 agree, agree, agree. And they don't even realize how non-competes are going to affect them until they are either fired or they quit and, and someone offers them a better job. And my biggest issue with this rule is if it just applied to the CEOs, COOs, and CFOs, they're all going to get their golden parachutes. In fact, one president of a bank, I think, made $86 million last year. I'm a capitalist. Great for him. But if he gets fired and he's under a two or three year non-compete, he'll get a $200 million buyout. He gets his wages and health care and benefits continued for the next two or three years. All the C-suite executives get that. The average American worker, whether it's a hairstylist, security guard, one uh, restaurant had their sandwich maker sign them, their delivery driver sign them. You may get a month or three weeks or six weeks of, of, of severance in order uh, during that non-compete, but then that payment ends and you have a six-month, nine-month, or one-year non-compete. That's why I believe it's unfair. If if it, if they gave the regular employees the same non-competes that the executives get at the top, I would be all for non-competes. 
The whole issue of non-competes for the companies, they justify by saying that that way employees can't necessarily jump to a competitor right away and in some cases take important clients with them. Um, and to me, that's a fallacy. So they, there's a difference between non-competes. You can have non-solicitation, meaning you can't solicit employees of, of your previous company. You can't solicit um, uh, current uh, customers of that company. And in fact, three states, California, North Dakota, and Oklahoma, have all banned, completely banned, non-competes. Yet businesses can survive in Oklahoma, North Dakota, and especially California. It's a large economy, and they've banned that. There are laws on the books, criminal and civil laws, that if you steal proprietary information from one company and take it to another, not only can the new company be prosecuted, but the former employee can be prosecuted. Big business relies on that fallacy, and it's just a lie to the American people. Non-competes and trade secrets have nothing to do with one another. How far are we from seeing this be a reality? Great question. And this is the closest it's come. And the example I like to give is I blame the Democrats and Republicans equally. I could go back all the way to Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, but I won't for time. But take the Obama administration, the, de the Democratic Party, the party of supposedly the average working worker had the House, the Senate and the White House under President Obama couldn't touch non-competes. Then go to President Trump. The Republicans, the party of free trade, free economy, um, uh, believing in competition under President Bush, I mean, uh, President Trump, he had the House, the Senate and the White House couldn't touch non-competes. When both Democrats and Republicans had all three branches of governments, they couldn't touch non-competes because of the paid lobbyists on K Street, pay the politicians, and they can't even do it when they control all three branches. And there is an act called the Workplace Mobility Act, but it was introduced in 2019, got nowhere. Introduced in 2021, got nowhere. Introduced in 2023, it will not go anywhere. This is the closest it's come. And what's funny is if it passes after public comments close, there's two more days. And I would hope your listeners, if you agree and, and don't agree with non-competes, that they do handcuff uh employees to their current employers, go to ftc.gov and it takes two minutes to put in a sentence whether you support the rule or against the rule. But the fact that all three branches on the parties couldn't touch them tells you how strong the business is. And the Chamber of Commerce has already come out. They haven't even seen the rule, but they said if it passes, they're going to sue right away and then let the appeals process begin. Now, the whole issue, you bring up the fact that both parties have had full-on um, control over over something over the government for certain periods of time. Is this just not a priority for the federal government? No, it, it, it's not a priority because big business lobbyists on K Street pay a lot of money to the politicians, and I blame both both parties for taking that money. And businesses say, "Oh, we have to have this, or the sky will fall." It's not falling in California where there's no non-competes. In fact, North Dakota and Oklahoma banned non-competes before they were even states. They banned them while they were U.S. territories. And so how does business explain, well, we can do business and make profits and make, make sure our profits are grossly outrageous instead of merely absurd in California with no non-competes. But yet 
in the other 47 states, it's just a patchwork of non-competes. And I will say, uh, Senator Rubio on the Republican side has tried to address this issue. On the Democrat side, Senator Murphy and Senator Elizabeth Warren have tried. But even when their parties controlled all three branches, they couldn't get their colleagues to do it. Big business is, this is the dirty little secret, and big businesses pay a lot of money to keep non-competes in place. I'm curious about how this is going to affect Texans with the right to work. Does that ha- get a little sticky when someone has a non-compete disclosure? No, no, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because there's sort of a misconception of at-will employment means I can you can fire me at any time and I can quit any time without repercussions. All right to work means is, Take Illinois, which is not a right to work state in Texas is if you join a company that has a union and you're in Illinois, you are forced to join that because it's not a right to work state in Texas. If you join a company that has a union and it has a right to work law, you are not required to join the union. You don't have to pay union dues. So, again, it's something businesses will try to mislead the public with. Non-competes are designed for wage deflation. I think it's antithetical to capitalism. It's antithetical to Americanism. And it keeps the average worker who's living paycheck to paycheck handcuffed and preventing from getting a better job. And my biggest issue is, can you imagine a couple or uh, two significant others that work for the same company. We've all heard high-tech companies are laying off literally tens of thousands of people. And a couple or significant other couple, all of a sudden they come in and told, you were doing a mass layoff, today's your last day, you're going to get six weeks of pay, but you're under a six-month, nine-month, or one-year non-compete. How is that couple or significant uh, couple going to survive a mortgage to two uh, car payments child care how do they do that they can't and this rule is absolutely anti-american and i hope the ftc passes it and again the chamber is going to sue the same day it passes expect the chamber to sue and then it will go up to the appellate process but this is the closest we've ever come let's talk about the court system haven't non-competes failed in some courts that judges have said that the, the non-compete cannot be enforced? Great question. And, and the way, if, if a court uh, says, I'm not going to enforce it as written, most non-competes have what they call a blue pencil clause in there. Meaning if you go before a judge and he or she says, you know what, that it, the geographic range on the United States, I'm going to blue pencil that. Meaning I'm going to change that clause from, all of the United States to just Texas or just Texas to Dallas. Or if it's for 10 years, I'm going to blue pencil it and shorten it to one year. Um, And so it gives the judges the ability to say, we can change some unconscionable provisions, but they are so enforceable around the country. And I've been doing this 32 years. I've enforced them and I can, in full transparency, lawyers do not, uh, are not under non-competes. The legislators have exempted lawyers from non-competes, so it doesn't affect me. But I've seen how it affects the average American worker living paycheck to paycheck, especially in today's bad uh, economy. My last question to you is just, if someone who is listening right now wants to take their employer to court, what's some advice you can give them? Well, number one is if they signed it, well, if you're applying for a job, I would ask the recruiter, are there non-competes? 
if there are, what's the severance? Meaning, does the severance line up mm-hmm. with if it's a six month non compete? Do, does my salary in full and benefits continue for six months? And if the answer is yes, we have non competes, and no, it doesn't bridge you 100% run, move to the next job. But if they get termed and there is a non compete, employees just don't have the money, let alone paying for the mortgage, two car payments, and probably childcare. They don't have the money to 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 defend themselves. So what happens is big companies will hire a the, there's a huge defense market, billions of dollars for lawyers to defend the businesses and enforce non-competes. They'll send a cease and desist letter, say if you don't abide by it, we're going to sue you. And most employees get so scared they just don't do it. And they even though they may be in a profession or career that they've done for. 10, 15, 20 years, they have to go become a barista somewhere, go drive an Uber and try to pay the make the bills pay and put food on the table. Um, it's just a bad rule. And again, I'm not a big fan of federal agencies at all, but I do support this. Andy Trusevich is a labor and employment attorney and also an arbitrator with the American Arbitration Association. Andy, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much, and please go to ftc.gov and let the FTC hear from you one way or the other. I appreciate you having me. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.